Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode one of Anatomy and Physiology Bit by Bit. As you can probably tell, because you know how numbers work, this is the very first episode of my new podcast. I'm really super excited to be doing this. I really want to reach out to as many people as possible and help students pass a and I mean, that's the goal here. Pass a and preferably with a B or better. So um, as I mentioned in the trailer, I'm going to start with body organization, some terminology, uh, just to get things going. The episodes are not going to be very long, so bear with me. And um, we will keep it going. So uh, let's start off with what is anatomy and physiology, right? So here's a course that is combined uh, into two real different topics. Um, As a student, I've never taken an anatomy and physiology course. I've always taken anatomy courses and physiology courses separately. So I think that um, that's an important distinction of of what are the two components of this course that uh, you're all taking and um, or that you're just interested in. As for my background, just to give a quick quick little bio in episode one, I am originally from central New Jersey, uh, born and raised, lived in New York for a little while, live in Pennsylvania now. After high school, I went to Rutgers University and I studied exercise science and sports studies with uh, Uh, a focus on exercise physiology. That was the option within that major that I chose. Uh, After that, I moved to the Finger Lakes of New York and attended chiropractic school, New York Chiropractic College. And uh, I graduated from there in 99 and practiced as a doctor of chiropractic for a little bit before I started teaching A&P at the local community college in my county in Pennsylvania. Uh, I did that for a few years, part-time as an adjunct. I really loved it. I took on as many sections as they would let me take, kept teaching the course, and uh, and eventually they hired me full-time. And um, I am currently a full-tenured professor at Bucks County Community College in Newtown, Pennsylvania. And I have been full-time there for about, I guess, 13 years now. No, 14 years. I'm sorry, 14 years now. 2005, uh, September of 2005 is when I started there. So, uh, so it's been a long time. I've been teaching this course for quite a bit. I've been using a lot of technology in this course since about 2007. And um, actually, probably 2005 is more like it. Now that I think of it, started teaching the class as a hybrid, teach the class online. I travel around the country helping other instructors Uh, to use technology in their classrooms. I have taught a couple of summers. I've taught a course in Bangkok, Thailand, helping K-12 teachers implement technology into their classrooms. I do a lot of uh, webinars. I do a lot of traveling. Uh, Right now, I'm actually in a hotel room right now in Lexington, Kentucky, about to head off to help a local college here start using more technology in their anatomy and physiology courses. So, This is a lot of what I do is embrace the technology and its ability to help teach A&P and to help learn A&P. So so anyway, let's move on with the content. 
So think about the way the human body is organized. Usually when you look at a typical A&P textbook that is, you know, um, two semester, the, the typical A&P course for nursing students, pre-physical therapy, um, biomedical sciences, um, people going into radiography or ultrasonography. Uh, some I get a lot of pre-med students as well who take my course, people going to PA school for a physician's assistant. Um, you know, a lot of students take this course, and usually they take what's considered a two-semester A&P course or a major's level A&P course. And um, the books are typically organized uh, from small to big, meaning that the beginning of the book is typically about uh, body organization and how our bodies are organized from atoms all the way up to a whole organism. And that's typically how the books are laid out chapter for chapter. We start with the small. Chapter two is typically chemistry and then, t and then cells and then tissues and things like that. So that's basically how I'm going to handle the podcast is kind of in the order that you would take the material in this course. So when we consider the way the human body is organized, it's like a hierarchy of organization. Uh, if we took our bodies down to the very smallest parts, of course we would find atoms. Because, I mean, why would you never trust anything an atom tells you? Because atoms make up everything, right? Classic joke. I think my, my fifth grader knows that joke. This is a uh, classic uh, joke, but it's true. Atoms make up everything, and, and even, even us as humans. So atoms like oxygen and hydrogen, nitrogen, sodium, potassium, you know, these are all parts of our bodies. You've heard of iron, calcium, all of those things are, are atoms of elements that are required for life. I didn't even mention carbon, right? Of course, we're carbon-based life forms. So, um, you know, all of those things are the atoms. And those atoms are either in their atomic form or they can even be in an ion form. So we use a lot of our atoms in the forms of ions, Sodium ions, potassium ions, calcium ions, uh, chloride ions. So these ions are the way that we use a lot of our, a lot of the atoms in our body, a lot of the elements that our bodies require are in the ionic form, and they are charged. And that's required, right? So a lot of things that our bodies do require these charged particles, these ions, like nerve signals and muscle contractions and uh, things like that, storing calcium in our bones and allowing um, neurotransmitters to be released into a synaptic cleft. Uh, all of this requires ions. So ions and, and atoms, they all come together to form molecules. So molecules would be the next highest level in terms of size of things that make up our bodies. So if you think about what our body is mostly made of, is water, right? So Water is a molecule, H2O. Two hydrogens, one oxygen, that's a molecule. Larger molecules would be things like glucose. Um, you have lots of molecules of glucose coursing through your blood, which is something that we utilize to synthesize ATP so that we can use energy in our body so our cells can do work. So, you know, that's another molecule. And then the molecules get even bigger, like macromolecules like DNA, nucleic acids, DNA, RNA, proteins, carbohydrates, lipids. Uh, these are all macromolecules that we utilize. And 
if we think of proteins, proteins are going to be a huge part of what you're going to learn about in the human body because proteins not only make up the contractile components of your muscles so that your muscles can move, but they also make up a big bulk of your hormones or your neurotransmitters or the enzymes that help you catalyze chemical reactions in your bodies or break down food that you consume. Um, those things are all protein-based. And we have to synthesize those proteins out of their smaller structures called amino acids. We construct our proteins out of those. And what makes one protein different from another is the number and sequence that those amino acids exist in that protein's molecule. So um, in addition to the three-dimensional shape that they take up when they're fully formed. So those are proteins. We use carbohydrates as well. Carbohydrates are a good energy source for us. We consume them. We break them down into glucose and we utilize those to make ATP, which is our energy currency. We have um, carbohydrates that are attached to proteins, glycoproteins. We have carbohydrates that are attached to lipids, glycolipids. We have carbohydrates that form our um, cell identity markers so that way your immune system knows which cells are you and which cells are not you so it doesn't attack your own cells which would ultimately be an autoimmune disease if your immune system can't identify which cells are you and which cells are not you a foreign invader then it might attack you and that would be an autoimmune disease auto meaning self like a like an autobiography is written by the person who it's about. So those macromolecules all come together to form these, these smaller pieces inside a cell who each have a very specific job, and we call those organelles. And organelles are mitochondria, endoplasmic reticulum, ribosomes, Golgi complex, uh, lysosomes, peroxisomes. These are called organelles. And they each do a specific job inside a cell. For example, mitochondria synthesize ATP. They convert the energy in glucose to ATP so that we can utilize it so our cells can do work. Energy is required for, for work to be done, and that's no different in our cells. And energy cannot be created, nor can it be destroyed. So it has to be converted. Our mitochondria do not make energy because energy cannot be made. So our mitochondria converts the energy in a molecule of glucose to a molecule of ATP, which is the form with which our cells utilize energy. So our cells can do most of the work it does. So there's a lot of different organelles. We're going to cover more of those when I have a podcast episode on the cell. So those organelles all come together with a nucleus and they form what's called a cell. So fluid and the organelles together comprise what's called the cytoplasm. And they're wrapped in animals by a plasma membrane, which is a phospholipid bilayer with lots and lots of proteins dispersed throughout it. And that maintains the cytoplasm. It's not a cell wall. We do not have a cell wall. We are animals, and therefore we have what's called a plasma membrane, not a cell wall. And that plasma membrane is where we find a lot of those proteins I was talking about earlier, which would include receptors. It would include um, channel proteins so that ions can move in and out of our cells. Um, it would include the, the parts of our cells that allow our cells to 
anchor themselves to other cells. Um, yeah, lots of different things. We'll talk more about that in subsequent episodes. So when cells all come together, cells that are that are alike all come together, they form what's called a tissue. And a tissue is a big group of like cells and their products, the things that they secrete, um, that perform a particular function and can amplify the function of any one cell. So imagine you have a stadium and there's one person sitting in somewhere in the stadium and that person claps and you might not really even hear it, um, depending on where you are. But if 30,000 people are in that stadium and they're all clapping at no louder volume than that one person was, you can amplify the effect of that clapping. So tissues do that. So a cell has a, a job to do, performs a function by itself. When you put that cell with many, 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 many other cells that are like it, all doing the same job, you can very much amplify that effect. So tissues, of which there are four main tissue types, epithelium, connective, muscle, and nervous, and we will talk more about those uh, another time, they come together to form organs. So you have a tissue that has a particular job, let's put that together with other tissues that perform other jobs, and then you can have an organ like the stomach that does multiple things. The stomach doesn't just hold on to your food until it goes to your small intestine. It mixes and churns it and secretes digestive enzymes and hydrochloric acid and it secretes hormones and it does all these things. It propels the contents forward. All of these things are done by the stomach. It's an organ. It does many things. But then that organ will combine itself with other organs like the small and large intestine, the esophagus, the liver, the pancreas, the gallbladder, and all of those different organs will perform all of their different jobs together in a collaborative environment to form what's called an organ system. And when we said organ, we use stomach as an example, but think of all the different organs you've got, brain, heart, kidneys, urinary bladder, um, I mentioned liver, pancreas, and gallbladder already, small and large intestine, lungs, all of these are organs. Um, they are combined with other organs to form organ systems. And that's when you hear about things like the respiratory system, the cardiovascular system, the nervous system, the endocrine system, the digestive system, the urinary system, reproductive system. Lots of different systems, body systems or organ systems that we'll be looking at in very, very many episodes of this podcast. And then finally, when all of those organ systems come together so that we can live in our environment, we have an organism. And that's us. We're organisms. We're human organisms. We're animals, just like dogs and cats and sponges. We are animals. And, um, and that organism is the highest level of organization uh, for body organization. So um, I think that's an important... Uh, aspect of A&P is, is the way our bodies are organized. Now, when we think about anatomy, we think about what are the parts of this organism? Um, what do they look like? What are they called? And where are they? That's anatomy. What does it look like? Where is it? What's it called? That's the anatomy part, the study of structure. 
But then we also need to understand how these, these structures do what they do in addition to what they do. So physiology is, okay, well, what does it do? And how does it do it? That's physiology. Physiology is the function. So we have anatomy, the structure, physiology, the function. And the structure dictates function. So that's a, a common theme that you'll see throughout A&P is that structure dictates function. If you know the anatomy really well, you will be able to figure out the function. That's it. I mean, it's as simple as that. Structure dictates function. A common theme that's going to apply throughout this course. All right, I think that's enough for today. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope that you subscribe so that all future podcasts will automatically be delivered right to you. And I really hope that this helps you pass A&P, preferably with an A. Good luck on your next exam. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, don't forget to check out my YouTube channel, Student Help for AP. That is the word student help, the number four, AP. I've got lots of videos on there, tutor videos to try to help you get the complicated concepts in AMP. I also have a Twitter feed and an Instagram account with the same name. Anatomy and Physiology Bit by Bit is a production of Minus 55 Media. Special thanks to Bucks County Community College for giving me a job doing what I love.